You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 67th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim the Butterfly Hayes in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> you're not you're not allowed to do that either. I'm gonna have to lay down a lot of rules today. You're not allowed to say butterfly. But it's the best oh. same sentence. Okay. Sorry. I'm Matt. I'm the enforcer, Matt the Enforcer Allen. Coming at you from Minneapolis. I got a hedgehog on my head. That's that's kind of weird. Uh, this is Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, where, you know, I'm pretty regular. Things are normal. I don't, I don't have any nicknames. Oh, okay. Where are you right now? Where am I? I usually usually I, you're in a like a dark room yeah. with like a wall and like a strange you're like lit from the side and yeah. everybody. But today so, there's a bunch of bikes and I feel like I see your cross bike. Yeah. So um, uh I have a are we brand in the service new course? I have a brand new studio, yeah, in the service course here in uh oh, man. at uh service course. Uh previously, the previous sixty six episodes of uh the Slow Ride podcast I've done laying down in bed with the you know the soft bed bedside lamp on and everything really taking a chillaxing sort of uh, attitude towards the podcast and uh, so now i'm actually legit i've got a desk and a chair and uh well we so. are here we're here to bring professionalism to podcasting because you mm-hmm. know we've we've been in the game now for 67 episodes <laughs> over a year and Wait, we're so finally desk, now a desk in a garage is like the that's that's I'm in my second bedroom, sure. not in a garage. <laughs> He's in a second bedroom. They don't oh. have garages. Well, there, there are. Sort of looks like a over garage. Probably 14 bikes hanging on the wall here. Oh. So lots of uh, cool things. Of course, everyone wants to talk about the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spencer, this past weekend, you got to hang out with our favorite DJ. Well, Zach McDonald's pretty good, but Jeremy Powers at the J Pow Grand Fundo. Up in Vermont or New Hampshire? Uh, Massachusetts. Uh, same thing. Okay. How did that go? <laughs> uh, it went pretty well. It was actually a really cool event. Uh, there was like uh, over 400 people uh, riding the, the Fundo. Um, it was my first Fundo or Fondo uh, of any kind. So um, I, I was a little disappointed. I didn't see Ricardo Rico. Uh, I didn't see... You know, any other famous uh, Italian cyclist from the... racing under Tom Boonin's license? <laughs> right. Not Van Pettigrew. That's because the that's Cobra okay. just got popped this last week. That's probably why so, he wasn't there, yeah. That's why So Ricardo Rico did just get popped again. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we did have a good time. Rode, uh, rode bikes. Uh, Jeremy, this course was not friendly. It was, it was hard. Like, I kind of expected a fundo to be... You know, pretty low key, pretty mellow, flat roads, and uh, he had some tricks up his sleeve. Uh, you... Definitely event to check out. So a grand fondo is yep. basically a category one through five. Anybody can do it, and they time you 
and then the winner's the winner, but you can challenge yourself with the time. It's a timed group ride, more sure. or less. Um, so it's what, like a wish sport race, but more expensive? Yeah. yeah. And so what sets a fundo apart from a fondo? Well, the fundo was more like a party with a bike ride in the middle. <laughs> um, you know, we, we all hung out beforehand. Um, you know, they had a big vat of coffee boiling up, um, you know, all kinds of treats and stuff. And then uh, afterwards, they had like a pig roast and all kinds of crazy stuff and a band playing and a raffle. And uh, they also had tofu for, for me and, and for little guy if he would have attended. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty rad. And they Thanks, had yeah they had three options. They had the the fundo, the mini fundo, which was forty miles, and then the hundo. Um, so if you really wanted to hurt yourself, you definitely could have. Um, Western Mass not flat, the roads not paved. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I did see uh, uh, you know the great. The Grand Fundo, he does like a big raffle afterwards, right? Or isn't there yeah. like a bunch of prizes that go out? Yeah, he raffled like off uh, one, of his, one of his race bikes from last year, yeah. So, anyway. Discs? Yeah, it was discs. Ah, uh, screw that. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, um, disc brakes real quick. More and more road company. Like, when are, when are we finally just going to no longer have uh, calipered brakes in a road They'll- race? Meaning, like, when is the Mavic guy? When's the Mavic guy going to be jumping off the, the scooter and the Alps or the motorcycle? Running up and like, you got fifteen mil or or twenty mil two axle? What do what do you got? One thirties. Oh. What do you? One sixty rotors or one twenty rotors? Oh God. Uh, So, Grand Fundo happened, and then the other big news that uh, we busted out on the, uh, the Twitter sphere. Um, where you can follow us at the Slow Ride Pod, mm-hmm. is uh, the story that we had broken on the podcast about the doping in Tucson in episode 48 with um, pro superstar Adam Meyerson um, relaying a story. <laughs> to, to be fair, he broke it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he broke We, we he were broke just it. the catalyst in which he broke it. <laughs> um, that went public, so the gentleman is now banned. Uh, he can't train with anybody, but as noted by one of our listeners... He said he just bought the drugs. He didn't actually use them. Mm, and then one of our listeners was like, goes. "One of our listeners was like, wait, if you bought the drugs, I'd be ripping into those things right away.' Like at least the guy, like our listener, was honest. He's like, "Wait, why buy them and then not use them? Come on, right. don't you want to win yeah. the Tucson shootout at least once in your career?" <laughs> you need a lot of drugs for that. That that rides fast. Yeah. Uh, so. That went off, and then obviously the rest was uh, pretty much dominated by the tour. Um, we did have the uh, that little Rico, the little Rico glimmer. Yeah, there was that's a, there's just a little bit of Rico. Yeah. Um, <laughs> TJ Van Garderen, big news, dropping out of the race. Um, guys, with TJ gone five days ago, so we haven't had mm-hmm. a time to talk about this. No, honestly, yeah. while you were watching, I saw it happen live. I don't know if you guys were or not. Uh, I didn't get to watch it. Okay, when you I was sad though to, to hear. Were about you sad? It. I was sad. I was starting to at least be excited. You know, we might get we get the attention that an American brings, even though I, I genuinely was with TJ, especially that he 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 said it wasn't his job to attack. He, he <laughs> did he did seal his 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 thing as the most boring rider. Even Bachmalema said he would attack. He never did it. He didn't have the legs to do it. And you knew he wasn't going to do it, but at least he, at least 
people interviewed him, he was like, yeah, I'm going to try to attack. I'm going to try to put some time into Haysink and, and Matthias Frank and stuff. Yeah, TJ's so just like, no, I would never attack. Why would I attack? That's scary. I, I will say this. I genuinely felt bad for TJ, like the crying afterwards, and he talked about like how he couldn't look his teammates in the eye. Yeah. Um, but the plan, you felt sorry the plan did work. Velo games like, team. <laughs> the plan did work that I put him on the Velo Games team, and then like tragedy strikes. So it's yeah. pretty much confirmed at this point that the, I am the world's worst human being. The super I actually curse. felt bad for TJ. Yeah. I wanted TJ to do well. Um, the, the curse lives it has on. Has nothing to do with the Velo Indeed. Games, but you know. But your the story curse. is, little guy, he was dropped out to train uh, for your arm wrestling match at work. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he's doing for sure. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Doing some curls. He's gonna he's gonna. Yeah, with Kwiatowski for Tour mm-hmm. Poland. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, TJ yeah, drops out. That was a that was a sad day. And then, uh, you know, obviously we'll get to the winners. But what was your favorite um, event of the entire tour, or maybe just this last week, Spencer? A favorite event of the tour, man. Or like favorite thing watching? Like maybe there was something that stuck out to you. There was a lot that stuck out. You know, there was a a lot of highlights. Uh, I mean, once once that GC kind of goes out of everyone's mind, it makes the tour kind of interesting in a weird sort of way. Even though yeah, you don't, you already know who's going to win, kind of thing. But uh, guys start attacking descents. Guys start attacking for stage wins. Uh, you get the breakaways like the Bardes of the world getting into every move and um, you know chipping away a few minutes here and there and moving into top ten. And um, yeah, that's always cool to see. Uh, I mean, I think the I overall he, him and him and Holland, yeah, both of them, yeah, yeah. There was a, a lot, a little yeah. bit of a French resurgence. I mean, in typical French fashion, they didn't really win too much or do too terribly well in the GC. I mean, Bardet got a good stage for sure. You got like a two. They have he ninth got, and tenth. He got place. ninth in GC. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all right. But yeah, that's but he got sixth last Pino. year. So he did. Pino, Pino though. There's not Pino, one thing that kind of sticks out to you, like the well, Pino win on Alpe d'Huez or no, something? No, no, no. Well, Pino got 16th place. That's pretty great. That sticks okay. out. Yeah, um, that was pointed out to us, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite thing of the tour was probably uh, uh, the race to the descents was actually pretty cool. <laughs> like, how everybody was... That's where they were trying to drop everybody, not on the climbs. That's where everyone was, yeah. everyone was like, oh, Pino, go ahead. Go, <laughs> uh, and he oh, did yeah. fine. He did just fine. Like, everybody made lots yeah. of jokes, but he... He did pretty good. He did better than any of us would. How about for you, little guy? Like anything that stuck out in kind of this, maybe this last week or the whole tour as a whole? Yeah, I'm kind of with Spencer in that uh, it was nice that all these GC guys that were out of it, you know, even guys like Nibbles, you know, who finished fourth, they were out of it, but they still, they got in the moves, they went solo, they got stage wins. Like it made people race a little more adventure, a little more aggressive. And that, that was... That was the coolest thing, because mm-hmm. a lot of those guys could have just pulled up stakes and gave up. But even Pino, who seems to be like the most like swinging emotional rider out there, you know, dug deep, got a stage room. Bardet got a stage room. Pierre Roland came close a few times. It was nice to see all these big names going in the move when they when they'd messed up their GC mm-hmm. chances, and that was, that was exciting. Some of those moves had had like more top 10 previous top 10 riders in it than like yeah. the yellow jersey group did yeah absolutely. it was crazy to like look at the movie and you'd be like any other year none of those guys would be allowed up the road was, at yeah. all no true i you know and it, this obviously is a little selfish because of my uh, team and what i wanted but 
I really enjoyed the Alptoez uh, stage. Yeah. Because the tactics deployed yeah. was opposite of what we've traditionally always seen, like kind of going to the Alptoez, except that one year when there was a time trial where it was always like postal or whatever the team is, um, just drilling it at the front one by one, peeling off. I felt that at this time, there was finally just a lot of attacks going, and you had Movistar play it perfectly because they had Winner uh, and Acosta in the break, and then Valverde went, and then Quintana went to to go with them, and then uh, um, Froome like, was forced to respond. He had his teammates. I really enjoyed just the Optoes because yeah. uh, Quintana really had to like leave it out there the whole time, and it was yeah. just it was just a lot of fun. That was nice. It was good teamwork, and same with FDJ. I mean, they they yeah. they had what's his name, Spencer? You remember his nickname, Genez or whatever? What's his nickname? The butterfly. What? No, it's not the butterfly. I don't even the know. The guy who was the guy about. who was solo for most of the day for FDJ. He finished like tenth in the Giro. You've previously told me his nickname, and now you don't know it. Good I, work. I don't know who you're anyway, even talking about. <laughs> it's the French guy from FDJ. And anyway, well, that's all of them. Jesus, you can't you can't put me on blast like that. But be like, anyway, oh, the guy with the brown hair with the, rides a bike. The, the, it's French. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm narrowing it down here. He's on FTJ. <laughs> he was like tenth in the Giro. His last name starts was, with a G. He was solo the entire day at Elf Duez until like no, I didn't five k from the summit. I didn't watch the stage. I was doing the right. Grand Fundo that day. So. Anyway, so it was great teamwork. He went all day. <laughs> so remember Pino that review we got? Up. He did the work. Remember that, that review great. we got where someone said it was like listening at a coffee shop? This right is where now, they interject with the name. People, <laughs> there's a lot of people like yelling. It's like I can't believe of one of you hasn't Googled this already. Can someone just Jesus. Google the name and then we no. can move on? Because let me say Googling. my piece. It was really awesome seeing Ryder Heshtal what? covering those attacks uh, for Canada for the Pride. But uh, sorry, Ryder. It's been proven by our listenership that you're not Canadians, uh, the Canadian favorite cyclist. You're not the most popular cyclist in Canada. Mm-mm. In fact... That belongs to Sven Tuft, who is very close to winning the Lantern Rouge. Very close. How close? Very close. Ten oh, minutes, close. I think. Pretty close. We don't have facts here. No, we don't pretty it's pretty close. It's close. Okay, I think, cool. Yeah. I think, Speaking uh, of Lantern Rouges, you want to talk about your Velo Games teams? Uh, we can get going to the Velo Games uh, teams if yeah. you want. Is yeah, that well, you guys... I mean, I, I beat you guys. Why don't you guys just good. want to pull it up but, there? But man, did we did we get smoked? We're all bad. Yeah, we all got destroyed. It's true. Yeah, we're, um, we're not very good. Yeah, Timmy, of course, really worse than back. worse than everyone. Um, but yeah. uh, that's all right. After a lot of smack talk from Tim and a lot of uh, uh, a lot hey, of Alexander Genius. There you go. What's his nickname though? That's what I want. I don't know. The genius, that's what I call him, the Chizza, GZA. Let's go. All right, so let's start talking about Velo Games. It was not a good day for the three hosts of the Slow Ride podcast. In fact, some would say it was quite embarrassing um, with our expert picks. The Especially if you <laughs> took Chris Froome. And, well, none of us, none of us took Chris Froome, which is, no, which is a big mistake, but I, I totally see that. I could have predicted that. What's amazing to me is none of us picked Peter Sagan. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. That's we are pretty... kind of boneheads on that one, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. We um, are kind of I mean, Tim, yeah. Tim 
had lots to say about your team, little guy. He hadn't even heard of your sprinter, uh, who finished second on the Sartre de Lise. Um, yeah. said if we had nothing to worry about from your team, uh, ended up destroying, uh, the Capital City Meets team of, uh, of the Super Rookie, but, um. Well, let's, hey guys, let's give the credit where the credit is due. Um, first off, we need to give a big shout out to, um, the yeah, Australian. Let's run through our top 10 there. Oh, oh my God. I hate you. Okay, first off, congratulations to Lambie of the Australian Inferiority Complex for first place. And then the Clofie Cappers FC of Jan van Bellingham. Uh And then Sticky Bottle of Satchel MR. And then I would like to note that suddenly in seventh place is the Slow Ride Podcast B team. Which, the last time I checked, was actually won by one Alex Carlson. With too cute, too fast, or whatever dumb team name that was, and it looks like you have uh, changed the uh, the standings. So congratulations, what are you very talking smooth about? move. But you did, in fact, did not get seventh place. Seventh place overall, Slow Ride Podcast B team. I will be sending you guys my paragraphs to read shortly. Um, I hope you all. Are... How did you pull that off? This is like an '80s movie. Where like <laughs> on the computer in the library, and you go, and then it goes, and you're picture appears on tim's computer and it says will you go to prom with me and then tim gasps <gasps> the cute boy with all the bikes behind him oh boy <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i just picked some solid riders that came through for me in the end i told you the third Broom. week of the, of Broom. the uh, <laughs> Broom. third Broom. week would have some excitement um and it sure did Roy, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. So, guys, the Velo Games was looking really good. And the quick top ten, we should definitely give credit to where credit is due. Um, we definitely had some people that really uh, stepped up their game. So uh, let's do a quick little... Uh, top three podium for our winners for, for sure. The Australian Inferi- Inferiority Complex by Lambie. Mm-hmm. We had the Clofi Cappers FC, Jan Van Bellingham, and then Satchel with Team Sticky Bottle nice. taking one, two, three. So great job there, guys. And um, They crushed us. Somehow Spencer Howe managed to get into the uh, top seven. Oh, wait a second. Alex just changed the name of her team. <laughs> Well, well done, Alex. Yeah. Alex, you shouldn't let Spencer uh, convince you to do that because we would have given you um, great credit. Um, but <laughs> instead, Spencer's going to try to take it. Last place, the wooden spoon is the polka dot podium girls of Corinne, who narrowly um, took out Velo Spence um, of Blackout Power presented by Brioso Coffee. And of us, it should be uh, noted that. Uh, Spencer Howe takes last place among the uh, the three co-hosts uh, with forty-one eighty, and then I took second, and then little guy takes the win. Your uh, your <laughs> your things have arrived. All right, so like all Tim's, of our yours contests, is like technically a little more than a, it's like a paragraph, a line, and then a paragraph. But you just so, read, you'll just read the whole thing. So you'll see. As we do in a contest, is that the winner of the three hosts gets to write write a paragraph that we must now read verbatim, and so I will go first. 
Brian Cocard, born April 25th, 1992, <laughs> is a French cyclist. He was a silver medalist at the 2012 <laughs> Summer Olympics in the Omnium. Cocard signed a contract for a professional career on the roads from the 2013 season onwards, signing with Team Europe Car. His 2013 campaign began well as he took two stages in the Etoile de Bessons in January and February. In 2015, Cocard won the first stage of the Four Days of Dunkirk. The stage featured cobbled sectors, fracturing the peloton to bits, and Cocard won the sprint of a small group of three. Do you know who that is? Uh, I don't I've never heard of him before. That's I guess I know off, who he is now. That's straight off of Wikipedia. <laughs> So there you go. All right, uh, all right, Spencer, uh, your your moment to shine with little guy's victory. All right, let me open this email. Uh, looks like maybe a poem of some kind. Um, okay, here we go. <clears throat> this is weird, little guy. Okay, hang on. Like, <laughs> like two flamingos in a fruit fight. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to know about wrong or right. I don't want to know I'm anywhere tonight. Tropical hot dog night. Like two flamingos in a fruit flight. <laughs> like stepping out of a triangle into striped light. Striped light. Striped light. Tropical hot dog night. Everything's wrong. At the same time, it's right. Beautiful. Good reading. <laughs> That was some beef heart for you. I've always wanted to make one of you guys read some beef heart. Uh, I was horrible. You guys really wa- waste these opportunities to me. I'm gonna one of these days. I'm gonna win, and it's gonna be ruthless. And then you guys are finally gonna step up your game on the paragraphs you have to win, uh, that you have to read for winning. It's such a lustrous contest. Are all that worried about you actually yeah. coming through on any of these? I'm not that worried. So and Spencer I, made me read the same thing many times yeah and it was a song and it was only only right that i returned the favor and i I made him read some lyrics i secretly hoped you would get me back and we would just rickroll all our listeners again for a fourth time i thought about it i really (laughs) thought about it but i i always was wanting to just find the most absurd well not the most absurd just um, one of one of the absurd b part songs i don't i'm not a b part fan man so guys you really dig into reading the b part lyrics Hmm. There's some dirty stuff in there. So let's get to not, let's not talking about podcast. Captain Beefheart, and let's get to actual uh, racing. Right. On the Champs de Lozay, we had a crazy incident where a uh, protester just decided to walk out into the middle of the field around a turn with a sheet on his um, person. Right. So, he wasn't even charged with anything. So the Tour de France is three weeks long, right? And we have so much to say about the very last stage that's supposed to be ceremonial um we had the protester walking out with 2k to go like those guys are hauling ass at 2k to go right we got a car trying to break through the barriers and the cops are shooting at them we got all kinds of stuff going on it's chaos do you guys know did they ever find the person they shot at well, yeah, they so did. there's four people in the car. Two of them turned themselves in, and then okay. two more have been since arrested. And I don't know what's going on with their charges, but I do know the protester in the road, like the guy that just walked out there, mm-hmm. um, yeah. has since been released, and they're not going to charge him. They said he's got some major mental What issues. was he protesting? I think it was like the, the end is near type stuff. 
Um, oh, okay. And so That's I think cool. that it's more that he's got kind of some mental. Yeah. Like he's been brought into observation. What's <laughs> amazing know, kind of, is uh, is nobody in the field hit him. Like there was a crash. Yeah. Maybe kind of a ricochet effect, but I think it was almost okay later. So I don't think it was in relation to that. Yeah. Um, it was but a while like after. everybody did missed that, him. Did that guy get up? Because that guy was on the ground for a while from Trek Factory Racing. That was did Stein DeVolder, yeah. And he did get up, and he Stein. was he was okay. They tweeted like, out that he was okay. He looked bad. So yeah. did he finish? I believe so, yeah. Because he was like a bump on a lot. Like, he was in a lump. And yeah. I was worried. I was like, oh, man, that's got to suck. Like, within sight, you don't even yeah. um, see it. And then can we talk about the final stage with these special kits? And I didn't know <laughs> Team Livestrong was out there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Rafa! Seriously, you can do better. I yeah, oh, come on. I mean, I, yeah. the black and yellow—it's been. It's dumb. definitely for the for the marketing, you know, the aspect of like, oh, the whole team's got the yellow kits. But it was now, so Livestrong. I I don't understand why the ECI let them start the stage in those kits. You know what I mean? Like, don't they? Yeah, technically they're not supposed to. Right? Shouldn't they get? disqualified shouldn't Froome not have won the tour or something <laughs> like well, relegated but, I mean, to the back of the, the finishing teams, pack and he finishes well, 30 all minutes the teams have those special kits like all the teams have special kits for the the final day if they're winning the the yellow jersey i no, know they that don't movistar had ones all made up that i saw the um the remnants of and i think that all of those different uh teams have that and yeah. you know, we've seen that traditionally to me, it's just the design of the thing. Like I thought, it, I thought we'd seen Lance try to do it with Livestrong kids, yeah. and they told him he couldn't. No, because he was wearing a completely different color. I mean, they didn't I, win anything. That was yeah, they it didn't wasn't win. They won anything. They yeah. were just they won they're the highlighting cancer. No, but they were trying to do like the whole different. Like it wasn't even what the team looked like. It didn't have the team name on it, and it was all about the twenty-eight million cancer survivors. Maybe, like maybe what we're talking about here is about the team count. This no is Team Sky that all they did was take the blue and change it to yellow. Right. I mean, it's still practically the same kit. But yeah. to me, it was just the black and yellow color scheme has been so taken that it just um, seemed weird. Tainted like a Spanish steak? <laughs> yes. Mm. So right. there was that. And then we've got so the that podium. Was, yeah. That was the one podium. tragedy, yeah. And the podium's the other tragedy. See, what I know, like, I don't really, the podium didn't, didn't really watch bother it. me. Did someone bring a bucket? Did a bike come up there? No, there's no five? bikes. There's no Is bikes. The Spencer was making though? a big deal because Chris Froome grabbed the inside hands of both Quintana and uh, Valverde. I to raise didn't know. He's holding hands with him in the picture that you tweeted. They had podium babies, which was way cooler than podium bikes. Do they all have their babies up there? Does Froome have a baby? Second no, and third, it's, just... it's like Movistar has not been on a podium before. Um, second and third, both had their not their outside arms up. It was, it was pretty cat five. It was no, it wasn't. Was it looked okay. The problem is, is that Chris Froome was trying to like hold his hands up, so he's like, "Hey guys, hold this." And then they had babies in their hands. Like, come on, it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't like they had a bike. I think yeah. I think like, when, you're, you're, on the, when okay. you're on the tour podium, if you're on the you tour to pass. France podium, you get a matter. pass, and there wasn't a bike, which is way better. Hmm. And uh, so there you go. That was a Pinarello podium sweep, huh? No, no, they're on Canyon now. Never mind. Uh, that's canyons, a, oh, wow. yeah. Genius there. Yeah, those canyons just look like Pinarellos. Have you seen the forks? <laughs> no, what do they look like? <laughs> they're they look straight. 
Thursday. Don't have a weird S in there. All right, Teams Tour in review. Spencer, you have this on the agenda, and since you've already tried to badmouth the Movistar guys, let me just say they were the number one team in the tour, and they have three top-notch dudes, Nairo, Valverde, uh, and then Winner and Acosta put in one heck of an effort on the Alpha West. So go ahead, critique. Uh, I was going to say they had a pretty good tour. Oh, okay. Second and third, it's not too bad. Uh, I don't know why you're being so hostile. Being hostile because you're making fun of their podium farm. That's what we do on this show. So how about Mountain uh, MTM Quebeca? I thought they had a great tour. It was a fantastic tour. They had a good tour. I think they're happy. Do you think they're happy? Probably, yeah. I Probably. thought their tour was fantastic. And Tyler Farrar brought it all home. What a t- <laughs> great team captain. They wouldn't have been able to do it without Tyler. <laughs> Do you guys dig in Tyler's hair? Because I'm really digging the Tyler look I'm right digging, now. I'm digging the top he, knot. He was in some of those post-race interviews. Uh, I really liked it. It was good. I, I'm I'm digging Tyler Farrar's hair. How about you, Spencer? Well, we, uh, I didn't pay attention to his hair. Oh man. I'll, Does he have I a think man if bun? we're gonna, I hope he has a man bun. That's pretty. He's hot got though. like he's got like a little high ponytail thing. Oh, that's close. Um, well, I think if we're gonna talk teams, we just had to say that. You know, Europe car comes out the worst. The, like, the Europe car's tour was the worst? It was well, pretty it bad. Was, it was, like, for a lot of teams, it wouldn't be that bad. They got in a lot of moves. They got a guy in the top ten. But they needed a stage win to save that team. <laughs> if if Pierre Roland had won a stage, that, that stage he came second to Bardet, if he had won that stage, that team would have got a sponsor. They would have got a French sponsor. They would have continued on. If Concard would have won on the on the champs on the last day, sponsor. Thomas Thomas Volkler was kind of non-existent in the tour. I didn't tell see me the about tongue. it. He was on my Velo Games team. I didn't <laughs> see the tongue all that much. I know. I'm just saying that they needed a, they needed a win to exist next year, and they didn't get one. And now, I'm, it seems like most likely they they don't exist anymore. Yeah. So I wonder who's going to take their spot as like the most overrated uh, French team. I'm hoping Big Matt Auber. 93 or whatever will step back up to the top level as they sort of like step down step up step up you know like every like five or six years like french teams disappear and there's a vacuum i mean the best french team by far was ag2r's tour that was pretty fantastic they did have a good tour but they also had a bad tour why they have a bad tour because jc perard like jc had a crashed. terrible tour Bardet oh got sick in the beginning i mean like considering they went in with gc aspirations they ended up having to like reorganized but they got two stage wins and a top 10 so in in the in the end i think it was good That's did you right. have jcp on your team little guy i did have him on my team just think about how good you would have done if, you... if he had had a halfway decent tour i would have i would have destroyed you guys <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have even been in the same ballpark but no he had he had a tough one and he said really sad things he was like he's never going back to the tour again he's going to do the Giro, and then he sounds like he's going to retire yeah it's just he's like sounded just so dejected. I felt. How'd you think about uh, Spencer? How'd you think about BMC's tour? Uh, their tour was pretty much in shambles. Um, you know, they obviously went all in for TJ, and uh, that didn't work out. Sammy Sanchez is not quite <laughs> the uh, the backup that they 
you know, he wasn't well, he wasn't supposed to step up to that role. So, uh, it, you know, yeah, I don't it was weird seeing Sammy. It was weird seeing uh, the Alpha West stage when they're all going into the final climb. And there's a BMC guy there in the final 15. I'm like, wait, TJ already dropped. Is that Sammy Sanchez? <laughs> like, I he's, forgot about him. He was him. hanging around pretty well. I mean, he was riding good support for 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 TJ. It's nice that they offered him a contract rather than doing that, drawing out the contract until, like, two months into the season shit yeah. like they did this year yeah. for Sammy. They at least were like, oh, look at that. You're the second best rider we have riding the tour right now. Maybe we should keep you around. I mean, honestly. I don't know. They didn't have a bad race. Yeah. They they. They had an early good first week, and they got they got a Van Aermont stage, and they might have got more if he hadn't had to leave to go have a baby. Yeah, yeah, true. I think, true. I think they had a pretty great tour, and uh, I mean, to be honest, most teams had a pretty forgettable tour. Um, the notable exceptions being MT and Quebec, uh, Movie Star, um, Sky. <laughs> I don't think they really did anything besides win. You know what I mean? Like they won the tour. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't do anything besides else. win. Besides win and totally dry. I mean, I thought they performed right, very right, well. Right. But Garrett winning, Thomas, Tim, winning isn't sport. everything. You know what I mean? Like they weren't they won in one stage they ten. They they, they dominated they the. Do? Remember that one stage where Quintana lost all his time that eventually cost him the tour. That was driven which, which by stage, Sky on the front. Which stage was that? Was stage that? four. Like no, stage four it was, or five. It was stage two, and it was driven by Quick Step, but that's okay. Um, they had kind of a forgettable tour, other than Froome dominating, and it seemed like he could have done most of that by himself. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I don't think he could have. Man, he got a lot of help from Richie Poles, yeah, and Port, especially yeah. on Alpe d'Huez. Come on, Walt Poles. You got to give Walt Poles some love for Alpe d'Huez. He pulled forever. Right. But that's this not the... exciting. That doesn't mean the team did great. I'm talking about MTN you... Quebec. I'm talking about Serge Powell's <laughs> how do you, climbing how, wait, back. How do you say I'm talking that about Movie Star getting second and third on the podium and having guys up the road all day. I'm talking oh, about Spencer, Peter Sagan Spencer, and yes. Takeoff. You know, no, we're going to talk about Takeoff. Animating takeoffs, the race. Animating yeah, sure. the race. Making the race exciting. Wait, uh, yeah, but bike when you have the lead, what do you do? Looking at your power meter. It's... Wait, wait, remember remember when we, the one time, us and Matt McDonough, we raced the stage race. What did we do? Matt won the time trial, and very Froome-like, we just conserved and chased down every move. I mean, he wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for me nurse, chasing down we, the time No, but really, like, like, what did we do? He won the thing, and then we just, we just, we raced the most boring race possible. We didn't allow anything to happen. <laughs> We chased down people who were like 10th overall. I remember a guy being like, come on, I'm like two minutes down. I was like, that means you're on the list, dude. You can't go up the road. Like we we team skied that race and we won and we were really proud of ourselves. Yeah. And then you remember our Cat 4, Jake, alone in the Cat 4 field by himself, who also won the race. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, I know. He but won I'm the time trial like, and then he held it through the whole week. You know, we like to think we did great. something, but oh, we we oh, may not I, have. I just can't believe that you're 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 saying you're saying that Sky did not have that good of a tour. Like, wow, like you did a great job defending that impossibly that impossible position to defend. Great, just fantastic. <laughs> This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to the Slow Life Podcast.
Although we got some emails uh, on the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Colin Rice, longtime listener, first time writer, emails in to say, hey, is the green jersey solely intended for sprinters? Because people are all upset with Sagan winning the jersey without winning the stage. What do yeah, you guys I'm think? Gonna... I had... I don't think it should be for just sprinters because it's way more interesting when Sagan's going in the break and I mean it's just more interesting with Sagan and it'd be way less interesting if we were like debating it between Greipel and uh, Christoph right now or something right. or who's that guy in your car Tim can you remember the guy's name Bryce Concord <laughs> <laughs> that guy. I, I just think it's funny that a few years ago, it was the most exciting thing that ever happened when Thor went on his rampage and took a bunch of uh, intermediate sprints and won the green jersey, and everybody's like, that's amazing, a sprinter off the front. And then now it's like, boo, that's boring. Why can't we just have boring sprints all the time? Uh, you know, how much the public uh, attitude has shifted in just a couple years, you know? I think it's, I think it's yeah. more exciting this way. It's Kind of yeah, I agree. Sagan couldn't win a stage, but that, I mean, he tried. He was the most consistent. Well, and that's maybe what else had be. six second places or whatever it was. You could even yeah. you could even say he didn't try to win the stage. Like that really doesn't matter. He wasn't. Maybe he was trying to win the green jersey. You know, like it's it's a different thing. So yeah, you think Tinkoff will give him a raise now? <laughs> I bet Tinkoff will just did you see, sit him down and be like, Sagan I will not fire you now. Did you see Sagan on the podium when he was doing like the machine gun, like with the the trophy? No. Yeah. <laughs> He's like to the crowd. It was kind of weird. He. That is I think weird. he tried to say it was a imitating a champagne bottle spray afterwards, but it sure didn't ah. look like that. <laughs> he just mowed the audience down. Pretty. And much. then uh, Zach Johnson writes, "Hey, I'm wondering. Uh, this kind of isn't about the tour. This is just a more existential question." says, hey, I'm wondering about what the three of you think about the unwritten rules of Strava. First oh, of all, yeah. are there unwritten rules of Strava? If so, what are they? Secondly, can you comment on if uploading commutes to Strava? Is this allowed? Always? Never? Only if you're full arrow? Thanks, guys. As someone oh, wait, that I'm doesn't good. upload his commutes to Strava anymore, because I've seen the light, Spencer, do you want to take this one? Uh, I don't know if there's any unwritten rules to Strava aside from don't rework a mountain bike course to be straighter so you can go faster on Strava. Um, that that rule should probably be written, actually. Um, outside yeah. of that, I mean, I, I don't know. Why would, is, why that a, is that a deal? Like, What do you mean by that? Yeah, that's a deal. That's a, definitely a thing that's happening up here is people... Uh, kind of creating shortcuts, kind of runarounds around any sort of tricky corners and obstacles uh, to make a straighter line. Uh, the theory is that it's to speed up the Strava times. So, so you, but so you'll still have the same segment, so yeah. you'll be the leader. Yeah, it's close whatever, enough. Whatever, the worst so you're, not going to, so you're not going around the rock garden, basically. Yeah, you're going right next to it or something. So That's so bizarre. It's been a grassroots effort up here to, to cover them up with, you know, Rocks you think and logs it's really because of Strava? Shut them down. That's the theory. I don't know. I mean, that kind of strikes me as like one of those things where, like, you know, your parents would say, like, "Oh, he's just doing that because of this," and when in reality, it's 
has nothing to do with it. Like it's just like, oh yeah, some guy just couldn't clear the rock garden, <laughs> so he wanted the B line. Well, it's just yeah. it's just me. It's just me. Yeah. I've just got no tech skills, so I've been going around everything. Yeah. Normally, yeah, I didn't. Normally, normally I would think that, but uh, these ones are they're huh. they're perfectly straight, like through things that aren't techy, just like S curves through the woods. Like there's a straight line, like makes it look like a dollar sign, <laughs> like. Poop. Yeah. Well, right. it's just like you know, like I remember my. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I land art. But yeah, I remember like uh, people were like, "Oh, you can't wear starter jackets because you'll get shot." Yeah. Because they're stealing starter jackets. And then it was like, "Well, no, really, it's just like maybe the person that was wearing the starter jacket was wearing like the wrong colors in the wrong neighborhood. Like maybe there is something bigger than just like someone trying to steal for a jacket." <laughs> like, uh, nobody maybe. ever so, stole my Bears jacket. I, I had the Chicago Bears jacket. Nobody wanted it. I had a Chicago uh, Cubs one. No one wanted that. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Chicago. <laughs> I I never had a starter, man. Now I feel really left out. Yeah. It's all right. So so then, what are the unwritten rules of uh, Strava? I, I Wait, think, can yeah. I ask about this commute thing? Why would you not upload your commutes? Like, there's probably a lot of people that only ride their bikes commuting. Like, that's that's their time to shine, baby. I just forget to. I don't want to drain my battery. That's why. I, <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm not getting by bike anymore. So. I uh, I upload all my. So why wouldn't you? Do... Yeah. Do you count those miles to your training plan? Yeah. I mean, they're, like, they're, are, you, are you wearing a chamois when you do it? Nope. Um, it but counts. I wouldn't know how much I rode if I didn't. You know, they, the only reason I use Strava is to record that stuff because I'm, I'm not as diligent, like, little guy and keep a log and write everything down. So Strava's my I haven't done log. that for a couple of years. So, yeah. little guy, do you, uh, do you use Strava during a day of work at uh, downtown? You know, I did, I did once. Um, but I did once just to see, see what I, what it was to like go certain places, you know? Um, so I, I turned it on a couple of times just when I was like, I wonder how far it is up to behind bars sort of thing, you know? Uh, but no, I don't, I don't ever do that. Though I think we should probably for full transparency reasons be releasing all our Stravas to prove the the wattage. Well, Well, I am using a stages power meter, so maybe that is turning off. the. Yeah, uh, and I've been using rotor rings at work, and I changed the setting on them every day, so that's why my power is going to fluctuate between pathetic and dramatically. You know, that was the weirdest press release about the Chris Froome releasing all his data was that there was the, well, the, the... the stages might not have been accurate. You know, like you could see like the the PR guy, like the head of media uh, marketing for stages, head imploding at exactly that moment. Like, wait. Well, how? Imagine if you had like a power meter that you didn't fully trust, and then you had to release his data. Like they had to find this fine line of like not saying that the sponsor sucked, but not yeah. saying that Froome makes nine watts per kilogram and is a robot from the future. <laughs> you know, like they can't be like. Stages power meters are the greatest power meters. And they overestimate his wattage by 75%. And then uh, did you guys see the Le Mans thing where he showed what a motorized bike looks like? It was actually a pretty sweet marketing no. coup for him where he got one of those uh, those assist motors put in and it's got like the water bottle battery. And then he has he's like holding it up in a YouTube video and he like presses the little button. It's like 50 watts and like the motors, like in the, the pedals are just moving like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely uh, something that's coming. I wouldn't be surprised if someone's already uh, cheated with a motor in their bike at uh, some kind of race. And you know, you got to figure that it's uh, it's got to come. And then Eric Saunders says, "Why are you checking the the race, the team leaders' bikes when really you should be checking the uh, 
domestique yeah, spice. Domestique. Do you think that the first person to give us from motorized tofu is going to be in Florida? <laughs> oh, probably, but like, but it will be because it will be an old masters guy and he won't understand yeah. how technology works or something. Like, he'll be like, he'll be put, he'll put the bike on the podium, like a podium bike, and then he'll accidentally press the button when he's he'll, like, he'll ride when he's away laying off it the down. Podium. Yeah, then we'll just ride off the podium. Just keep going That's through the finish line and happen. just into the sunset. That'll be, Who's that'll be funny. The day that somebody like like flats on their motorized bike and they try to stop and get a bike changed, but then they like get off the bike and it just it just like rolls away, that'll be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. It it you know it, you're right, Tim. Though it's probably gonna be some older guy who can't who can't take it that he's he's not he's not a, you know a super fast cat one anymore. He's fading into cat two category. We all know how embarrassing that is. No, I think and he's it's... gonna he's gonna. He's gonna he's gonna resort to the motorized Toby. It's the same like most of the time in the U.S. I, when dudes get caught, it's they're gonna, they're it's, it's totally they're rich gonna dicks. be a masters track racer. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's probably true because weight dude, doesn't even matter the on the track. Time. Oh man! Oh my god! Like you're flying. Oh god! Your standing start time would be amazing. Yeah. He's you really turning those over. You know what I missed to do this podcast tonight, you guys? I missed match sprints. I could have gone and done state championship match sprints tonight. Can you imagine what my flying 200 is? Probably no, but I... 16, would, 17? 16, 17, you know, maybe the, 18. Yeah. The, only way to win a, the only way to win a match sprint that, that makes it really exciting rather than the whole chess on wheels where everyone's track standing is the guy that just goes from three laps out. Like he just, you know, they blow the whistle and he just starts right away and just mm-hmm. tries to kilo the guy. I tried that's to always, do that at the fairest that, one time. That's always it didn't work. <laughs> I think I caught I think I surprised him though. Oh yeah. Anyway. Well, so we had a pretty eventful week, the end of the tour. We'd get to talk about what happened. And then uh Velo games where we didn't win, little guy won, great job. The uh 16th overall was Tio Thibaut Pino, which was also pretty exciting. But now, next week, uh, we get to talk about what? The After the Tour crits, and basically, Cyclocross is right around the corner. So there you Damn, have it. I told you, I told you you weren't allowed to say that. Yeah. Remember? Sorry. Um, it is, but we got San Sebastian next week, which is an exciting race. The, yeah. The hats, the big hats. They do hats, get the cool hats. The giant hat. That is pretty yeah. awesome. We got that to look forward to. So. That should be a lot of fun. Like to think- Wait, we haven't t- we haven't talked about the one thing, Tim, which is that your favorite team, the NASCAR, the cycling NASCAR team, the Androni had another guy test positive, and this guy tested positive. I have to find what it is because it is a really good named drug. God, uh, well, didn't it, and then their team now is suspended for like the UCI finally is instilling some of these like yeah. have two positives in one year. So you can get banned between 15 to 45 days. And I'm curious like, how long they, they actually ban them. Like, this should be the way it is. Like, hey, if yeah. you have a team that get if you get busted twice in a year, you're done for the year. Once in the year, you're done for six months. End of story. Can you they imagine said how long trying to go over that? Like, that, that's the way to do it. Astana would be gone by now. Like, who cares about issuing the license? Just say, hey, you can't yeah. race. It's part of the, the entire team has to shut down for six months. This this all right. So this guy tested Fabio Tabori tested positive for FG forty five ninety two. Love me some FG forty five ninety two. That shit makes me feel great. 
I wonder what that's a um, byproduct of, like a candle wax or something. Like it's well, got to be. The thing I saw that it like it makes your body more EPO, so you make natural EPO. But obviously, they have a test for it already, so well, you can't take it. What's crazy Good job, about Fabio, it is that uh, it's one of the the article said it was still in testing. Like this drug is not on the market, yeah. so like it's coming yeah. straight out of the lab somehow. Yeah, like, that's kind of scary so they have a, they have a connection they have a yeah, connect definitely well heck like, rico had like, like somebody on the inside of a hospital it's, getting him shit this guy's no well it's probably one of those sponsors it's probably like one of those sponsors probably you know? if we if we <laughs> actually like 50, if we had the time like, to go through all 457 of those sponsors wait you know what they have four thousand five hundred and ninety two sponsors do you think you we see could the connection we could finally find a way to get on there FG is it FG that I got? Well, yeah, FG forty five. Fast guy, guy forty five ninety two. Maybe that was his. Like, <laughs> it's a, maybe that was like, his AOL it sounds like username. Yeah. AOL, it's a messenger name. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks yep. to all our listeners for tuning in. Uh, you make it fun for us, and we do appreciate it. Thanks, of course, to BK One of Rhyme Series Entertainment for his track "Tama Do Cannibal." Uh, that's our intro song. And thanks to all those tweeting to the show at the Slow Ride Pod and emailing us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. You can always subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Also, we're on Stitcher. It's really important to us and it helps us build the show for more listeners. And remember, always wave to your fellow bike riders out there in that spandex suit because uh, you don't want to be that guy. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at The Slow Ride Pod.